Welcome to the Empowered Curiosity Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Kat Lee. I'm here to explore the ideas, stories, and experiences that dig deep into what it means to be an empowered and curious human. Together, we'll connect over emotional alchemy, conscious relationships, and embodiment medicine. On this podcast, I'll be sharing tools, techniques, and wisdom about coming back home to the truest version of yourself. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Curiosity Podcast. I am so grateful you are here, friend, and um, you are joining us as the second of a series about the five elements. And I had Chris Miller on last week and we did a bit of an overview of the five elements and now because we are just at the cusp or right around the autumn equinox, I thought I would bring my good friend Christina Ciccone on and she and I do a deep dive into the metal element and the autumn season. And the reason why I'm doing this series is really because I love talking about the five elements. I can nerd about the five elements for the rest of my life. And that's because it is a universal language. You don't have to be a Chinese medicine practitioner to learn about how nature around you has and embodies so much of the medicine that you can use in your life. Even when you are a practitioner who as well versed in the five elements, you will spend the rest of your life exploring and learning and growing and developing your intelligence and wisdom about the five elements because nature is the most generous teacher. So in this episode, Christina and I explore the microcosm of the metal element in the autumn season all the way out to the macrocosm of this Um, particular moment in time of this particular element. And I really love having these conversations with Christina because she's a close friend of mine, both on and off this podcast. And I've had her on before. If you want to check out episode six, it's all about getting in touch with your essential nature. And so if this conversation resonates with you, I'm sure you'll love that one. And I will continue to have her on this podcast, but I love how her brain works because I can get heady and esoteric and complicated around my thinking around the five elements. And she just has this really beautiful way of distilling it down and making it accessible, taking a look at it through a simplistic view that somehow creates much more nuance. And so... She and I talk about the five elements all the time, so I'm so glad that I had a chance to actually have the mic on for this conversation. We talk about getting into the autumn season of shifting from yang to yin energy, of shifting from the external to the internal. We get into the gifts, honoring the alignment, the core values, the composting that comes with the energy of the metal element. And so many invitations, so many, I guess, thought prompts that have come up. And I hope that you enjoy this conversation that I had with Christina. You know, after I had given myself a little bit of time to allow this conversation to compost a bit, I started noticing a theme in my own life. In my chats with clients, with personal relationships, 
and particularly through witnessing what is happening on the political realm. And we don't talk about politics in this conversation with Christina, but that's what sort of came to the surface for me after the fact. And so I need to explain a little bit about one of the virtues of the metal element, which is its capacity to release, its capacity to say, no, not that. But this can be an exhausting process to constantly be holding this boundary and to be highlighting the no's in my life is is a hard process. And I realized in my own life that I had been resisting autumn a bit. Autumn is simultaneously one of my favorite seasons, and it is also the season that I struggle the most with. When I allowed myself to fully surrender into autumn, I saw that this boundary holding is not just about saying no, it's about saying yes. This no piece is is really important to get a little bit of nuance around. Autumn feels like an initiation every year for me. And with every initiation, it requires you to burn away the parts of you that no longer serve. And that's really one of the virtues of metal, is to offer up parts of you as a sacrifice so that the new you that is composting and figuring out a way to emerge can actually show up. It's about organizing a new way of being by not just saying no to what you don't want, but also by saying fuck yes to what it is that you do want and fully embodying that. And that, my friends, is a really scary process. If I think about it, we've all been in this collective grieving process since March. And the grief of this year, and one of the emotions of metal is grief, this grief of this year sits so heavy on my shoulders. It feels like a meal that I can't digest in my guts. I'm recording this a week before I release it to you all, but in my timeline right now, yesterday we received news that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had passed away from complications of pancreatic cancer. And I am sitting with the grief of that, and I am, as I sat with it yesterday and as I was crying yesterday about it, it's like, why am I crying over a woman who I've never met before? And... To me, I think it comes down to this concept of no versus fuck yes. And so right now we're living in a world where the credentials for running our country is not Trump or not Democrat. And I feel like our world has become so narrow that all we can talk about is what we don't want. To me, Ruth Bader Ginsburg represented so much more than just her human life. And it makes me so sad that our grief is cut short by this fear that her death is going to be another move on the chessboard. We are also cutting our grief short because there is this need to continue a fight. But what Ruth Bader Ginsburg represents to me is that she is the values of what I do want in this world. And so what I want is I want a strong local government because I believe there are nuanced needs for every community. I want 
to have the value of human life to mean more than the profits of a company. I am somebody who worships at the Church of Nature, and I want my beloved cathedrals to inspire awe long after my life is over, long after my bones have turned to dust. I want humans to have sovereignty over their bodies and their lives, and I want humans of all races, gender, sexuality, cultures, I want us all to feel safe enough to process and metabolize the trauma that's in our bodies so we can stop projecting this pain onto each other. So this is where my grief landed because to me, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is an archetype of fortitude and grace and she embodied the integrity of someone who moved through life standing for what she wanted, not just what she didn't want. And these are more of the conversations that I want to be having both with myself internally, but also with you is what do I want to stand for? What are the pillars that are valuable to me? How can I be more in integrity, have my insides actually reflected onto the outside? And what is it that I want? And I want to reflect those questions back at you. What is it that you want? What is it that you want to stand for? And these are the most metally questions that I can think of. And I know that this is a heavy way to start this episode, but that is where we are right now. We are in metal. We are in grief. We are in this descent into the unknown. We are falling into a time of yin and yin can feel a bit chaotic and and so it's that time before we fall into the unknown where we have to sit back and organize we have to organize ourselves around what it is that we stand for and what it is that we want on that note um, i hope that you enjoy this conversation that i have with christina and again i am so grateful that you are here and I hope you have a really good week. Hello, Christina. So thank you for coming back on to the podcast. I am so, so glad that you were able to make some time to come on and chat with me about the metal element and the fall season is going to be our topic of discussion today. And you know, you and I, just because we're friendos and <laughs> are chatty, um, we've definitely talked a lot about each of the elements. But um, yeah, I oftentimes when I'm having conversation with you, I wish that there was something that I was using to record our conversations because you always have a tendency to like drop some amazing knowledge and help me look at things from a different perspective. So. Thank you for being here. Oh, well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me back. And, you know, seasons and elements are one of my most favorite topics. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to get started um, just because I don't know that much about the Chinese Zodiac. And, um, and so starting from there, and you had mentioned that this is a metal year. And like, what does all that mean to you? I just thought it was really interesting um, at the beginning of this year, 
Um, if you look at the lunar zodiac, so if anyone's um, even loosely familiar with the Chinese horoscope, which is a lunar calendar, um, and you're probably somewhat familiar with, there's 12 different animals, and so every roughly year, there's a new, a new animal comes along, a new element is uh, prominent that year, and uh, the energetics of that element and that, that season, that animal, and then it renews itself after 12 years. Mm -hmm. And so the first sign of the zodiac is actually uh, the rat, and this year was a year of the metal rat, mm -hmm. which is the beginning of a brand new cycle. So it's the beginning of another, a brand new, we've finished a 12-year cycle and we're at the very beginning of a brand new one. Mm -hmm. And the dominant element and energetics for this year was metal, mm -hmm. which um, is pretty, so the Chinese New Year often falls somewhere in February, which it did this year. And um, pretty shortly after that, the world kind of came together <laughs> to in the most metally way possible. <laughs> metal prominent way possible and we're sort of experiencing a brand new type of world that none of us uh in our generations are used to none of us were around for the spanish flu and um it's a very it turned out to be a very metal heavy year and it'll be interesting to get into what what those aspects and what those elements are but yeah. so again i mean i'm not an astrologer I'd, i'm not um as proficient or knowledgeable, there's many people who specialize in this, but I just thought it was so interesting. Um, we can work with these elements on a personal level and the very, very micro, but when we zoom out into the macro and even, you know, how those um, macro big galaxy level influences might be, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, affecting what we experience here on, on, Earth on the day to day, I just thought it was so interesting how metal had such a role to play. Mm -hmm. um, and as we'll get into it, the metal element is represented by um, its primary organs are the lung and the large intestine. Mm -hmm. And the lung is super, super related to immunity, mm -hmm. respiration. Mm -hmm. and this year was all about respiratory awareness, illness, yes. <laughs> safety. <laughs> yeah. um, and its dominant energy for metal is often associated with grief and I and on this big big level the whole world I think is sort of grieving for the, the old world that we used to know when you mm -hmm. used to be able to run up to people and give them a hug lick them yeah. in the face if you wanted to without sort of worrying <laughs> that your lung was going to be in in peril so yeah yeah I just I just find that so so interesting to watch sort of as we clicked into this new mm -hmm. season and this new cycle and this new year how those elements sort of really popped up in some of the like most obvious ways that I've mm -hmm. seen in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I have been also saying that even since probably May is like, this feels like we're in a collective autumn. Um, mm -hmm. So much around letting go of what doesn't work anymore. And a lot of people struggling with that, um, with the Black Lives Matters movement, with a lot of these um, things around value, mm -hmm. um, which is such a huge component of the metal element. Um, and yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it 
being the start of a whole new cycle. Um, and that's why I love chatting with people is like you bring a little bit more nuance to the conversation and you're right. It's, it does feel like 2020 is the start of something different, something new. Um, and you know, our, our lungs and our large intestines, whether that's on the physical level, like, like we're seeing the effects of the coronavirus or on the emotional level. And we can talk about the emotional levels of both the, the lung and the large intestine. Um, like so much of that is coming into play. So, so much. Big time. Again, yeah, that emotional level, that emotional energy associated with the lung is, is grief. You know, mm-hmm. we think of tears and weeping and, and um, there's been a lot of that <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and letting go and reassessing core values. Mm-hmm. Core values is a big part of the metal element. Um, and again, the lung and the large intestine are an interesting pair because they open up their the innermost part of our body. They're very internal. They're very yin. Um, they're very um, sensitive, but they open both directly. They're a direct link to the outside world. Your mm-hmm. mouth and esophagus open up into one end of the body <laughs> and the large intestine opens up <laughs> into the other end of the and to mm-hmm. the outside world. And they're both super, super important because um, there's respiration and inspiration and letting go. And I think um, some of the overemphasis on on grief, uh, it it's, tends to get a bit of a bad rap, but it's it's not just grief. It's It can be also just letting go, which is really important for bringing in new things. Mm-hmm. We never eliminate anything you have. How are you supposed to have room for anything new? Yeah. Well, sometimes that process of eliminating can be um, uncomfortable. Sometimes it's great. Some people love getting rid of stuff in their house and being, you know, spring cleaning and and, um, making room for for, um, all possibility and new things. Um, Some people are a bit hoardy and and have (laughs) a harder time letting go. Um, emotionally, same thing, uh, you know, different levels of attachment, different contexts and scenarios will be different levels of discomfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's usually discomfort and, and a bit of grief when you're, when you're adjusting, but it's, yeah. it's really, really essential if, if we never let go, if we never um, sort of let things decay, you would never have room for anything uh, new and regenerative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that space, those like opening spaces, opening up. It, so it's not just always folding in and always letting go and always um, sort of condensing. It is a condensing energy, but you're also, it's balanced with this sort of uh, opening up and, and connecting to, to space. And, mm-hmm. to things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, that's how I've been on my good days. I'll say on my good days. That's how I've been trying to um, have compassion for um, some of the discomfort that we're experiencing right now. Um, and I, I sort of have to macro it out and be like, letting go is really uncomfortable and um, it's okay if people are struggling right now. I'm, I'm speaking specifically about um, some of the civil rights issues that are coming to mind 
I, I struggle when I see, you know, mostly it's on social media, admittedly, um, like other people struggling with letting go of the, the old way of doing things and, um, and complaining about, you know, like, why do I have to change if I'm not racist? And, Ooh. you know, um, not really understanding the implications of systemic racism. And, um, yeah, I, I think as a culture, we've been a bit constipated and, um, and, and so this, this process of like taking this massive dump, um, getting rid of a lot of shit that's been accumulated, um, is going to be uncomfortable. And I think I always have to sort of like remind myself of that. Um, and, and when compassion feels like it's inaccessible sometimes, Mm. um, that's where I feel like I have to go to and having conversations with people whose values don't necessarily align with mine. Well, yeah. I mean, you mentioned a couple of great things. I mean, one, um, you mentioned, I think, you know, for your clients and, you know, it's okay. Sometimes things are uncomfortable. Like sometimes they just suck. There has been downright tragedy, uh, you know, many years, but this year in particular, and, um, it's okay not to just say, well, um, let's not, let's not feel any, um, uncomfortable feelings around that. Like that's, that's part of the process. Like that, that's okay. If you feel shitty or (laughs) it's a little difficult or it's, um, you don't get to where you want to go in just one go or in one split second. I mean, that can happen or it can take a really, really long time and life is a practice and you could work on some similar themes <laughs> for a really long time. <laughs> um, and that, that's okay. And, and the other thing is that, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. This sort of one of the metal uh, energies is that connection to the external environment and focused mm. Um, onto opening out um, and one of the signs of um, a, a slightly diminished uh, lung chi or like lung energy or metal energy is being just more susceptible and personally affected by outward focused things for situations, mm-hmm. other people's emotions. Mm. And we're all going to be affected by those. But, um, you know, when there's not as much fortitude there, it's, it's, it can be um, harder and we've had a lot thrown at us. That's for sure. And everyone's situation is going to be different and it's totally fair to, um, you know, be going through a a process and Mm -hmm. that that's, you know, that might take a while. And the other thing is that um, sovereignty of, of your individual Mm -hmm. situation. And like you said, having um, patience or compassion, uh, that not everybody is going to be letting go of the same things at the same time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some people are going to be in a place where they're super ready to move forward. And some people are stuck in and super constipated in their old thought patterns or emotions or ways of being, or super attached and afraid of loss, afraid Mm -hmm. of the letting go, Mm -hmm. afraid of, I mean, you mentioned in the context of sort of uh, racial conversations, racial equity, uh, letting go of colonial thought patterns, letting Mm go of um, power or privilege that you might be super used to and um, not really, really knowing 
how to give some of that up. Um, yeah. Or not even being aware, you know, or, like, yeah, right. you know, or being I, really deep into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't even have to be somebody who's really deep into it. Like I feel like a lot of the personal work that I've had to do, even as a person of color has been around confronting racism in my own thought patterns and confronting, you know, how have I had advantages that other races have not had advantages and um, am I using those advantages in a way that that is is promoting equity for all is is um, is advocating and 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 really just seeing my part in it you know mm-hmm. um, and so I think a lot of times we think about these types of things as being very black and white, which can be a very metal way of thinking as well, is that mm-hmm. like one side is, is right and one side is wrong. And um, I think that um, a lot of the conversation that folks need to be having is like a bit more nuanced, is how can we incorporate a bit more gray into this? You know, how can we see um, and and sort of like, again, I keep going back to shit apparently, um, <laughs> but like, how can we like cut through the shit, you know? Yeah. Um, how can well, we sort a, through? That's a very metal quality, you know, yeah. metal loves, it is, um, it can be sharp. It can be discerning. It mm-hmm. loves to cut to the point. It loves to cut through bullshit and get mm-hmm. to um, the valuable things, mm-hmm. um, but too metal that's too rigid mm-hmm. is brittle and mm-hmm. it can be shattered. And um, metal is also best when it's um, slightly malleable mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. open to the warmth of uh, fire is its controlling element or, or the one that sort of keeps it into check. And when you think of, you know, say you're making a um, a beautiful piece of jewelry or a sword, you know, you need that, that warmth, that loving energy, that fire, and then you can actually restructure mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. melt things down and make them into something else beautiful or useful. Or, um, so you need a little bit of that loving warmth with mm-hmm. that direct <laughs> discerning sharpness. Um, and, and yeah, and it, yeah, and, and another aspect of metal is, is introspection and, you, you know, as we go through the seasons, um, if you think of summer being sort of high noon, if you follow the sun, um, summer is sort of at the apex, you know, the sun is directly overhead, it's high noon, it's pretty, it's, it's hot outside, late summer, the energetics of the elements turn to earth, the sun is starting to descend, you can correlate it to late afternoon, maybe an early evening warmth, And then as we get into autumn, it feels like those, you know, as we approach the autumn equinox, another time of year where the day and night will be about equal length. Mm -hmm. And it's that shift of of balance between inside and outside. Mm -hmm. Um, But but the sun is starting to descend. It's really evening. It's got a cooling, condensing energy. We're starting to turn inward. We're starting to go inside our homes. The sun's coming down. We're starting to turn inward into our inner thoughts, check in with ourselves rather mm-hmm. than being so outward focused. Mm-hmm. Winter, you're sort of totally inside. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're really internal. But metal is just before that where you've got uh, an eye on the outside and 
but your focus is a little more internal and mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting I mean there's there's so much going on out there and a lot of this energy is yeah also what's what's my role in the out there where are my boundaries to be out there and um, for me yeah some of the the grief around recent conversations is that like you say sort of partial awareness or, or the coming to the realization that, oh my gosh, my, you know, what have I unintentionally not been aware of yeah. where I could have caused harm or um, been contributing to something that actually is not part of my core values? Mm. And how do I shift my um, awareness, behavior, those things to actually align with what I really do value, like, yeah. I, you know, I, yeah. that's, how do I, um, but awareness is, is the first step and sort of, um, and that balance between, okay, some of the awareness of what's out there, but, but shifting awareness to mm -hmm. what am I doing in here? What yeah. am I feeling in here? What am I, what am I doing? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that speaks to one of the gifts of the metal element, I feel like we've been like ripping on metal a little bit um, and pointing out some of the challenges that comes with it. But um, metal is also um, represented by the crystals that are formed within the earth, right? And um, that condensation that the pieces of, of earth that are, buried deep and um, can be unearthed and, and, and have value. I mean, we literally use metal as currency. Mm -hmm. And um, I do think of this time as a really, really potent time to, like you said, look at some of the external actions, external ways of, of being and checking in to see if, that actually aligns with what your internal values are. Um, and I think that this is mm -hmm. a really, really beautiful time to actually bring in the medicine that you spoke of earlier of um, bringing in that fire, that warmth to see if your metal can, can actually be honed a little better, can be sharpened, can be shaped. Um, instead of being so brittle um, mm. and attached to old ways of thinking and attached to old patterns, attached to an old structure. Um, if you think about metal that is going to break, it is metal that is not able to bend um, and shift out of its old structure, you know? And so I think that there's a lot of, of metal being tested and really it's, it's a question of like, do you still align you know, mm -hmm. what are your core values? Do you still align? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Poor metal. I love metal. <laughs> <laughs> it is valuable. It's an element that is a value. And we, we, it's a lot of it is found, like you said, deep in the core of the earth. Like these are core values and it's um, uh, fostered and nurtured by the earth, by earth, very earthy medicine. And crystals are a great example because, you know, they're sort of partly earth, but there's a lot of minerals and metal elements to them. So they kind of um, sort of straddle the, that line between earth and metal, which is mm -hmm. kind of cool. And uh, uh, yeah, but they're, they're, sometimes they're hidden. Sometimes that value is hidden. Like you have to go digging a little bit for them. They're not super in your face. They're not super out there mm -hmm. um so to digging a little deeper to find that value you also mentioned we use it as currency and metal is a super conductor as well like you mm -hmm. can 
a great, it's, it's the element for conducting energy, for conducting electricity, for, for transmitting um, ideas or value or information. So it can be this, it's an, it's our, one of our biggest tools as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of our tools are, are metal based. A lot of our information technology requires on, on metal. And I think that also um, taps into some of its qualities of being the clear communicator. Mm -hmm. Metal is a lot about discernment and clarity and sort of condensing into that, that useful tool that to the point um, and and it's nice to invite a, a lot of that energy in to be able to crystallize your ideas and and sort of be checking against yeah what are what are my values is mm -hmm. this alignment how can mm -hmm. I build on this and um, and use that bit of that that conductivity between uh, me and you or you know that connection of self to other or communication mm -hmm. um, I think is really interesting too. Mm -hmm. So something that Chris and I talked about last week, um, cause he and I did like an introductory episode about the five elements. And um, one of the things that we talked about is how we have all five elements within us, you know, and, um, and certain people will exhibit or be more drawn to um, or be challenged by certain specific elements um, and so one of the reasons why I, I wanted to invite you specifically on here is because I find you to be a really balanced version of metal, um, <laughs> of like being able to straddle that, that line between the internal and the external, because it is a very sort of like in between um, sort of element and, um, and and you had sort of spoken on that a little bit and, and I got this ping and I was like, oh, we need to talk about spirituality because I feel like um, what you were sharing in terms of, of the internal and the external aspects, like to me, um, sounds like a spiritual practice. Um, and I'm curious to hear like what your thoughts are on spirituality and how that shows up and, and why you feel like it's, it's a, it's a metal thing. Mm, how does metal come into that? Yeah, I guess, well, I mean, we're talking about metal because it's also the, the representation of the autumn season. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, I, th I find it a really uh, balanced element. I mean, I'm sort of drawn <laughs> to it, as you mentioned, I, I find it, got a lot of yin and yang qualities which are uh, yang you can think of as the external the, um, the the bright the sort of the energy that's not quite as material um, it's sort of your your action based it's the animating force that you know makes yourselves go but it's hard to sort of see whereas the yin would be more of the condensed the material the um, the the underground dream space where these ideas come from. And mm. you, I mean, Chinese medicine is so wonderful that, you know, you, it recognizes that you need both. And I mm -hmm. think we talked about before in the yin yang symbol, mm -hmm. it's the, you know, that black and white sort of orb that people recognize. There's always a little bit of yang in yin, and there's always a little bit of yin in yang. And mm -hmm. neither one is better and you need both. And they both have their different purposes which are to be 
honored. And mm -hmm. I think you can um, think a little bit about that as how we relate to our environments, how we relate to each other, um, recognizing, you know, if you feel like, oh, this is my idea and I feel more like this, but there's always a little bit of yourself and the other and a little bit of the other in you. And when we lose sight of that, yin and yang separate. And, and I mean, when yin and yang separate, that's what we, you know, Chinese medicine would term as death is when mm -hmm. those two go their separate ways. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of people struggle with this transition into yin because mm -hmm. we have such um, validation for the young. We have, um, that's how our, our society runs is by doing. And we have um, a lot of value in the type A personality. We have a lot of value in the person who's like, go, go, go. And so we tend to um, separate ourselves from that inner descent, um, even though we need it. Mm. you know and I find that for a lot of people um, autumn is difficult this is when a lot of people do get sick it's that mm -hmm. it's that transition phase of you know being out in the world and having all the fun with your friends and and you know like late summer is also a really like can be quite external you know when you're harvesting and giving gratitude and and all of that and and to to surrender into the falling into yin, I find is really hard for folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a few friends that get pretty sort of feel like quite heavy and, and patients too, heavy, sort of more depressive. It's like, especially in Vancouver, we know the rains are coming, <laughs> like things, the weather's actually a bit heavier. Um, you know, we don't have as much of that fire kind of, you know, sparking our energy. Um, but it doesn't mean it's all gloomy and oppressive either. Mm -hmm. Like this, you know, rest and rejuvenation, um, is like you said, it's really important. And, um, when, when we're all young and external and outward focus and fire, 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 I mean, it, it burns out and you need that material yin quality in, in your life to also, um, make anything real happen. You know, if everything's sort of always ethereal and sort of on an energy level, um, that's great. There's a lot of ideas, but nothing actually materializes. Mm -hmm. And we need that sort of cooling and condensing into the material world to to make anything sort of manifest too. Mm -hmm. So they, they're really partners. And you're right. We tend to focus a little bit more on the young quality, but um, we need both. We need mm -hmm. a little bit of both and we can't be too introspective and always internal focused or um, ultimate, you know, very yin is in that. That's, that's where our, our dreams come from. It's where mm -hmm. our values and prerogatives come from. And then yang comes in and sort of brings it outward into the world. So they, they kind of, they both, they're so important to work together and, and you can look at that in your own life as well too, is, um, do I have an appropriate cycle of idea versus action, rest versus activity? And mm. um, this is a nice time to kind of reassess and, and check in with your habits and your lifestyle and your thought patterns. And um, yeah, I, th I think this is, this is sort of a, 
autumn is a good, I mean, it's sort of the natural time. It's almost like a new year. Like people go back to school. Mm -hmm. um, we're sort of in a bit of planning and reassessment mode. We're going to give ourselves a little more structure than the freewheeling time of summer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, people get a little bit sad about that. They're yeah. like, I don't want to be team based. I want to, <laughs> you yeah, know, I just yeah. want to freewheel it all the time. But, yeah. um, um, but both are valuable. Mm -hmm. and, and the five elements all are valuable like we you know you so, and and in the macrocosm um that's you know that's nature works that way if we if if leaves never fell and decayed or you know like we need all of those cycles to have a mm -hmm. healthy planet as well too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so maybe we can because i feel like metal can also feel a bit isolating like autumn time can also feel a little bit isolating for folks um because we are sort of shifting away from being able to, well, maybe not this year, but like being able to see people and, you know, like being a bit more social, a little bit more young, carefree. And um, as we shift into metal season, I find that people uh, feel a little bit lonely. So maybe mm. we can brainstorm about some questions that, folks can be asking themselves at this time, like what are appropriate questions to be, um, to be pondering, you know, as you are going through your day, as you are, um, as you say, sort of like assessing and, and crystallizing. Metal still needs, you know, we need a little bit of that warmth. And I, you know, I think I told one of my friends the other day and it was sort of feeling like, you know, gloomy and, and smoggy. And I was like, Oh, I hope you have, you know, not some of that, out of control fire energy like like the the states the west coast is experiencing right now but that that warmth when you think of lighting a candle in a in a dark room um just having some of that that nice warm glow and and um the warmth of of loving conversations of warm the warmth of of good company or warm conversations so i think yeah you're right connecting to making sure that um, you balance the introspective time, the time to reassess, the time to check in with yourself um, without forgetting about connecting to people in, in warm ways to mm. make sure you're not so preoccupied with your own internal thoughts. Mm. Um, and that's where the balance is, I guess, you know, not being so focused on the external world uh, that you, you don't check in with yourself or that you're so susceptible. You, if you don't value, see your own value, you can also be more susceptible to other sure. people's thoughts, emotions, and things. So valuing yourself, checking in, but also not losing that connection to others. So whether that's virtually, I mean, we do some Zoom calls, we do, <laughs> we do some check-ins or just, you know, meeting with people who are in your bubble or, you know, making sure that your day isn't all planning and thought forming and that you actually have some time for joy, for fun, for lightness, for warmth, mm -hmm. for warm feelings as well. Mm -hmm. Keep some of that grief at bay. I'm also reflecting back on, I, I used to farm um, the last three years. Um, we had a farm outside of the city, a little mini farm. And I felt so connected to the seasons when I was farming mm -hmm. And I'm sort of reflecting back and thinking like, okay, so what would we do in the autumn? Like we would be, 
um, the harvest it would be pretty much over. We, we might have some tomatoes left over. We might have some, you know, things here and there, but it would be dying down, you know, and so it'd be about, okay, so we're going to pull things down and compost them um, so that we have nutrients for the next season. Um, so I think that that's a really important aspect of metal that can get looked over is like the composting piece is putting things to bed so that they can um, rot and ferment and um, and really turn into nutrition for the following season. Um, and then we would also be sort of assessing. And again, that's a very metal quality of like, what worked this season? Where do we like, and sort of planning for the next season, but not actually putting those plans into action. Um, mm-hmm. You're not planting seeds in autumn. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we would be like, oh, the tomatoes didn't do well here. So we're going to move them this way. Um, we need to rotate, you know, the lettuce because it's been there for two years. And so it's like, it's a good time to sort of take like a long range view of, of, and I think that that's where sort of the gratitude piece around metal comes into play. Totally. I was just you know? going to say that. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, yeah, the um, autumn is, it's harvest season too. I mean, you've sort of just collected, like you say, all the abundance that's, mm-hmm. that's been happening. So it's a great time to build up your stores, build up your fortitude. What, you know, I love telling people to, you know, if your schedule is about to become a little busier with, you know, kids going back to school or whatever, you fill your freezer with home, you know, a few leftovers or home cooked meals that are warm that you can grab and go. So it's time to like condense and consolidate because winter mm. is all about storage and, and you're replenishing your stores so that you've got this energy to burst forth in spring mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, Autumn is the precursor to that where you're gathering together all these, you know, this harvest, this beautiful abundance. It's often um, the time of year where um, the autumn festival and and Thanksgiving take place. There are a lot of times of connecting with family and that gratitude and giving thanks. Mm -hmm. And, and I, um, that's a great practice for um, those external worries is taking stock of, oh my gosh, let's look in with all the abundance that I actually have because mm-hmm. it's easy to forget about sometimes too and and having um, gratitude and, and you can almost take stock like, wow, I've got this going for me or, mm-hmm. or I'm so grateful for this. So it's a great time to consolidate and fill your pantry, fill your spiritual pantry, fill your emotional pantry, mm-hmm. you know, sort of collect everything together. That's right. This would also be when we would be pickling too. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Sour, sour is good for the lung, actually. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. You know, you planted a lot of seeds in spring. You sort of saw some things come to fruition. You enjoyed the summer, and then um, a lot of the organization for your farm or for you know for your life. A lot of things, sort of the the yeah, the fruits of your labor. You kind of see and collect in in autumn, and then. And then you kind of build them together to build your stores and, and see you through the winter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like you said, putting things to putting things to bed uh, and um, letting things sort of compost and 
getting rid of and the letting go piece, the shedding of uh, what, you know, you know, you might do some weeding as well, or like get rid of some things that, so your garden can go to bed or your farm mm -hmm. can go to bed and mm -hmm. you're shedding things that are um, no longer serving its purpose. And you have the discernment to say, okay, this is going to, this root is going to stay underground. It can winter this. I'm going to pull up these. I'm going to get rid of. And you're, you're this, you've got this chance to sort of realign with your, your highest goals or your mm -hmm. highest self. I like to think of that mm -hmm. aspect as well too. Mm -hmm. I love that. Discernment of value. Yeah. Yeah. Value. It's all about discernment of value. And, yeah. and I, I love those practices. What's my highest, you know, what, what is my highest purpose? And it's luckily it's not this really thing that's always in flux so mm -hmm. um, you should check in every year every you know a cycle of a whatever it is a week a month like we're mm -hmm. always doing these reassessment pieces and that's okay like things will change all the time so it's like yeah. okay what what's no longer I think that's the biggest one of the biggest energies of of autumn is what's no longer first of all what are my core values mm -hmm. let me check in and see what are my highest goals um, what's no longer serving those? What can I get rid of to make room for this mm. alignment or these actions or these thoughts or these practices that actually are serving my highest purpose and bring me, bring me the most value. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Did you guys all write that down? Hopefully you did. Like that was like you <laughs> condensed down like the energy of metal right there. <laughs> love it. To the point. Um, the other piece too that you, um, you and I were talking about that maybe we haven't touched on is um, boundaries. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. So, where do you want to go with that? <laughs> um, well, I love that these all you know these elements always have their their physical components, their emotional components, mm -hmm. their spiritual, their seasonal. Um, so, if we think of another aspect of metal, um, we often to say the the primary organs are are the lung and the large intestine um, right. but it's also uh, lung and they're highly tied to skin mm -hmm. and skin is our boundary between where the inside of your body ends and the outside world begins but also that boundary isn't 100 percent clear because skin is permeable mm -hmm. and um it's also our uh defense mm -hmm. it's our armor um but it's also yes i find this the energy of boundaries and sort of deciding where you end and the outside world begins without being so armored off and so mm -hmm. shut down that mm -hmm. there's no exchange at all because you are part of your environment you do have you know you don't want to completely cut off your connections to other people so I, right. I find that energy also really interesting yeah yeah and maybe how it shows up in the fall yeah and also like like the skin is also the way that we release as well you know through sweat through our glands and so like you don't want there to be this like strict bound like like a very clear delineation between me inside outside world. And, um, and yet like there has to be a bit of permeability, but too much permeability means that you are susceptible to infections. You're susceptible to, um, you know, uh, yeah, like 
viruses and bacteria like seeping into your internal layers and we don't want that. Um, but then we also want to be fairly open as well so that you can release out through your pores. And, and this is both on a physical level, but also on an energetic level. Um, you want to be able to vent um, and, and also keep your energetic like boundary separate as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, inventing. I find skin is so interesting because often um, our internal world that we can't see, you know, maybe your digestion function or um, some of the emotions if, if, we're, if they're sort of stuck inside or we haven't really wanted to or have been able to um, look inside and kind of process them often the only place they have to go, like they'll vent out into the skin. And mm, so you yeah, you're see, right. um, I see in my practice all the time, a, a lot of skin disruptions or skin conditions. Um, they, it's a, it's a really, uh, our skin is our biggest organ. It's a, I find it a fantastic window into the inside of the body that we can't see. Right. And um yeah, I think it's it's super interesting to see how a lot of our internal world will show up on this very external surface of the body yeah. um, as a little picture as and and where things show up on the body will kind of will give me clues as a practitioner, like, you know, maybe where or what is happening on the inside mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. we otherwise wouldn't be able to see. I mean, you can even just think about it as like emotions. Yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> big time. You know, like when you're angry, your skin gets flushed red. When you are, you know, scared, you turn white as a sheet. Like we have the, this language um, around how we assess like that internal landscape being reflected externally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And metal's very physical, like it's starting to be more material so that actual physical reflection of maybe what's uh, less physical, you know, like anger, like you said, or fear or worry or um, having trouble digesting your emotions, like having that sort of condense and and show up palpably and visually in the material world on the outside of the body is, is a very Mm -hmm. metal thing. And Mm -hmm. um, it's a useful communication tool. Again, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of communication in this energy. So it's, it's great instead of, um, I know in your practice, you would use this approach or this philosophy a lot of um, checking in and being able to sit with something uh, that we would tend to deem as broken or going wrong or undesirable Mm -hmm. and just taking a second maybe to say, okay, instead of rushing through this and trying to make it go away, this discomfort go away as soon as possible, is there some communication that I could check in with or listen to? What, what is this have the story that it has to tell? Is there some information that's being communicated mm. through, you know, my physical sensations of the body. And if you can sit with that and listen to the message, um, I find that's another good way to use that, that mm-hmm. energy as well too. Yeah. And that's where the discernment and the clarity from the metal element comes through is like when you can actually sit with that, Um, when you can actually sit with the stillness of that um, and be actively involved in that process and sort of zoom in and out and look at it from different perspectives. Like that's a very, from very metal quality in my experience. And some of that malleability too. I Mm. mean, just um, being 
you know, recognizing that, oh, right now I feel grief or right now I feel some pain here or, mm -hmm. and not being so brittle to, to get stuck in like, that's, if I stop and check in with my grief, that's how I'm going to, that's the state I'll just be in forever mm -hmm. and, and um, not leaving room for that recognition that things change, like things um, metal also is, there's no air element in Chinese medicine, but it kind of gets wrapped into metal a little bit. There's sort yeah. of, I think of tuning forks and vibrations and, um, and uh, it's got this sort of come and go quality sometimes too. Mm -hmm. And emotions are, are a, a lot like that where they can come and go. And I think sometimes if we're afraid to um, sit with them, we, we, and we get, we think we're going to be stuck with them and, and we won't let them, you know, we're trying to, armor up shields that, you know, build that armor, that boundary, that penetration where, you know, nothing uncomfortable is ever going to reach me. But sometimes, um, usually that's not super effective. Yeah. And um, sometimes the best way is to be a little more permeable and say, you know, I'm going to let this um, pass through me. And just because I feel this right now, I, it's, it's not the way I'm going to be forever and ever. Yeah. There's that permeability piece again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so much to chew on just in that. Um, but for a moment, I want to just sort of expand the lens a little bit and think about the metal season of people's lives. Mm. Um, because I know that in your practice, you do see um, quite a few women who are in that like menopausal period. And, um, and yeah, I, I think that we have, again, there's that value that we place on the spring of someone's life when we are active and producing and, you know, like, like growing. And then we put a bit more value on the earth aspect the fire and the earth aspects of people's lives in the cycle and, and so like women are often valued for um how much service they're able to provide or um how motherly they are how maternal they are um and then and then we tend to in our culture anyways um we tend to lose that sight that value as people are sort of shifting into the metal of their lives and i think that this is I, I wish that there were more specifically women. Um, I wish that there were more women who, who felt comfortable and could see this as a, such a valuable part of their life cycle. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah. I'm curious about your thoughts around that. Yeah, I think you're right. Super undervalued. Spring <laughs> is overvalued. <laughs> They're all important, but you know, if you think of a brand new shoot or bud, you know, it's it's a little, um, it's not super strong. You know, it, there's some, there's, you know, it's new. Um, it's just peeking out of the earth. It's a little more fragile. It's super important. It's valuable, but um, yeah, a lot of emphasis on on our. Um, growing action uh, service parts of the year or that fruitful period of a, of a woman's life. And then um, I think a, a real uh, misrepresentation, misnomer, disservice that 
uh, the autumn of our lives are of incredible, incredible value. The value of, of the autumn season or the metal is that um, it brings this uh, refinement and this distillation of the refining fires, the life experience, there's wisdom there, there's this clarity of, of form, there's this, you know, it's also a time of life where, um, yeah, that, that being able to let go of some of the extra duties or burdens or, or um, being able to say, um, I can let go of some of those those services that I would do in that way and that that overvalue of action and, you know, mm -hmm. to the point where um, a lot of people get trapped into sort of martyrdom or they uh, feel like uh, a phase of rest is not valuable or it's unproductive when that's, you know, it's incredibly important if there's no rest, yeah. there's, you know, there's nothing to give and yeah. you've got that sort of empty cup mm -hmm. kind of, kind of syndrome. Yeah. So it's this wonderful period of sort of being able to, and this can be, you know, this can be representative of menopause. This can be um, career changes for people. Um, I see this sometimes in men when they're sort of reassessing uh, their, their perspective of a value of a lot of times in career and like what they have to offer or, um, you know, what does that mean if they um, check in a little more with the internal values and give less emphasis and, and start to value the internal and the, um, uh, their creative expressions, their more yin uh, desires, uh, seeing them as equally valuable to that external servitude, go, go, go kind mm -hmm. of focus. So it, it shows up, the autumn of your life can be um, an age thing, but it can also be a, a phase of, of life that you're in. And yeah. I think it's really beautiful because it's a chance to check in and, and recognize your value. Mm -hmm. Um, and for, for women, it's often a time where, okay, your, your, um, motherly duties, I mean, if, if you are, if you have children, I mean, they're, they're never done, but, um, but that's, uh, you know, your, your immediate, uh, physical caretaking can take a little step back to bring forth and recheck in with your internal values and then the wisdom of metal steps forward as well i mean so many um not enough cultures maybe value as as much as we used to our elders and um the communication that can be passed on that's that's so valuable otherwise if that that life experience isn't transmitted we lose connection to our past we lose connection to what we've already learned we're bound to repeat the same mistakes so this 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 tool of clarity of transmission um, is is so so important and it's a, a beautiful time of life. Um, I'm going gray. White is representative of metal. I'm <laughs> super excited, as you know. I love metal, and <laughs> hopefully, some wisdom and some clarity will <laughs> be transmitted in future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I I'm probably going to repeat some of the things that you say. But I, I, I want to do it because I think it highlights some really beautiful qualities that I think that we sometimes brush over when it comes to metal. Um, because a lot of the, the value of metal 
is actually, again, like it sort of goes back to the first part of our conversation around distillation, you know, and how in our communities we need people who are of this age bracket where they are past the age of raising and doing the physical acts of raising children um, and then moving beyond into actually transmitting and communicating um, the wisdom that's been through the test of fire that's been through um, the test of time. And like, it's very different from like, I feel like when I was in my spring, (laughs) you know, I thought I knew everything, you know, (laughs) it's that like 20 year old, like cockiness of like, I, I know all the things. Um, But really it is such a different, wisdom that gets distilled down because it's been through the trials and it's been through like tests um, over time. And that's the quality of metal. And like, we can't forget that, you know, that spring, that wood, the, the young sproutlings need minerals in order to grow. And, um, and again, that is, something that gets transmitted into the next generation um, through the wisdom, through that drawing up of minerals in the root system for the next um, round of of humanity, you know? And um, yeah, it's this, the importance is like, I think the teaching of someone in their earth phase is so different from the teachings of someone who is in their metal phase. And again, it doesn't have to do with, with age necessarily. It can just be experience. It can be time. It can be, you know, your constitution. Sometimes it can be where you are in life. Um, But the, but the transmission of wisdom from doing to being, I think is, Mm -hmm. is, is really what metal comes down to. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, embodiment. Like, you know, that condensation of the knowledge and you've got the experience embodying mm-hmm. and um, feeling those lessons. And you're right, each season has its gifts, you know, season of your life, season of the year. Um, they all have their gifts and they're all worthy of being nourished as well. That you, like you're saying, the sproutlings need the nourishment and the wisdom of, you know, metal, but you, the metal or the autumn phase of your life, um, you might be doing some particular things, but it's also, you also need nourishment and are worthy of nourishment. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to know how to um, foster that wonderful phase of your phase, whatever phase that you're in, mm-hmm. how can you, how can we, um, tap into the gifts of that phase and how do we nourish it so that we can really take advantage right. um, and fully express all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so I love when, when I witness people as they are entering the autumn phases of their lives, as they shift away from having a to-do list that's like three pages long every day to being able to step into teaching roles, being able to step into transmission roles. Um, and because that's an appropriate phase in their life to do that, 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and even to clear out your schedule a little bit and enjoy the fruits of your labor. Enjoy mm-hmm. some of the things that you've been working on. Have space to take stock, to, you know, again, that autumn harvest, to collect mm-hmm. your abundance, um, to reassess for, for the new year, the new phases, the new directions. Um, it's, it's a great, you know, it can also be a time of enjoying and, and feeling really balanced, feeling grounded, feeling connected to your core values, um, having that balance interaction between your outside world and your inside world and how you connect to people. It can be a a really wonderful, wonderful phase. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also think that there's a level of so this is a concept I've been sitting with for a while now and um, been trying to play with and I think it's particularly powerful feeling into this um, as we're entering metal season because um, and I wrote like an Instagram post about this a while ago but I feel like so much of just our culture is so consumer driven Mm. of like there is, I have a problem, I need to go out and find from an external source, you know, a solution or, or something. I need to continuously be adding to myself, um, <laughs> self-improvement, self-growth, all that stuff. But I'm finding, actually, the more and more I sit with the metal element, it's less about adding and more about subtracting. Mm-hmm. It's... It's more about being able to strip away and surrender um, and release all the stories, the narratives, the, the, um, the conditions that were placed on you, whether that was through family or intimate relationships or through um, society, media, um, releasing all of that and stripping down to the core essence of who you are, who you were when you first entered into this world. Um, And I find that when people are able to, to go through their autumn, again, not necessarily with, with the age, like we go through multiple cycles in our lives. I feel like I've gone through multiple autumns and (laughs) winters and springs and summers in my lifetime. And um, if we can surrender into autumn as you're feeling autumn and and think of it as a stripping away if you think of it as a surrendering Mm -hmm. um I think you just get closer to a relationship with spirituality a connection to again that like internal and external world um being able to transmit what is internal into the external world yeah and rather like you said than layering on more how about stripping away and making room for the internal value to shine through Mm. let that shine through you know there's always that core there and I, I think that part of the beauty of that energetics of letting go stripping away is is letting that that value that's already there shine out Mm shine out and metal shiny it can illuminate <laughs> mm-hmm. see this, yeah, is, and, this and is this is the interaction between a wood and a metal is like i have all these words and then and then you're like no but here's the core of it <laughs> <laughs> but i also have elements and i have also lots of other words but <laughs> 
yeah, it's 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 a it's yeah a, a fun one, and the and the letting go I, you mentioned also um, reconnect. Sometimes it's reconnecting to hey, you know, who, who did I come into this world to be, and and it was part of that that we carry with us forever, ever, and and also I like of I'm sure some of the work you do with clients and things is um, letting go of stories that maybe we inherited that don't need to be there anymore or you know we talk about ancestral or generational trauma or um if there's things that are we've kind of walked into in our lives that uh, we inherited that aren't really of service anymore mm -hmm. or habits or thought patterns that maybe served a function at some point right. it's a nice energy to kind of check in and maybe get some help with shedding some things that um, maybe don't belong to us or don't belong in, in our lives anymore. And yeah. part of the discomfort, I think, when people sit with that energy is, um, again, going into that internal sort of more yin, more underground, um, the, the, the po soul or the, you know, the, without going into too much Chinese medicine, part of the, um, the energetics of, of lung is that connection to the um, autonomic subconscious, that sort of primordial pool space when you get into like deep generational winter kidney yin energy, that's sort of all of that. But mm -hmm. metal is partly that, again, that drawing up from the underground so that we can see it in the material world and the surface. And mm -hmm. so um, it's, it's a useful tool for for uh, tapping into sometimes there's very useful things under the surface that we need to bring out and shine forth and then sometimes it's there's some things that are harder to distinguish or maybe they show up as chronic pain you know you do all the tests and everything is great on paper but you know something's just not right mm -hmm. or um, different kinds of ways we feel ailments or discomfort and they're they're just, we need to look a little deeper um, to find out. And sometimes the mind isn't sufficient enough to, to get past those things. There's a lot of um, palpable, visceral feelings or, you know, our, our cells have memory. There's things that the body, you know, the mind's ready to move on. The mind is mentally, you know, able to, wants to process. And it's like, okay, I can see that. I've acknowledged that. But sometimes the mind isn't enough. And that's where that balance and that connection of mind body is sometimes we need to go a little deeper into that pool into that physical and and sort of um transform and transmute on a on a visceral level mm -hmm. some of those old stories and, and let them go yeah yeah and you sort of touched on on the po um which is what we call the animal spirit in Taoist medicine and it's this idea of like our, we may go through, whether it's generational trauma or individual trauma, um, we may go through that and consciously in our mind, we know that we are safe. We know that that's not a story that we need to live in anymore, but the body has a remembrance, you know, and this is where that animal spirit, that, that survival mechanism, um, has a cellular memory of feeling unsafe. Mm. And so it's going to work on this protective um, level. And so I find that this is where sometimes talk therapy has its limitations. Why I love acupuncture um, when working with anybody who has trauma is because like 
we need to tell the body a different story. It's not like we have to tell the mind a different story. You know, the body needs to feel safe enough to actually move through that. Um, And, and acupuncture, um, you had said before we hopped on and started recording, we had talked about acupuncture being metal medicine. And this is exactly why is because it taps into this beautiful animal spirit of yours um, the autonomic nervous system, the piece of you that's kept you safe. Um, and, and, and so helping the body process that is mm-hmm. so, so key. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, instincts and cellular memory, they have, um, they can serve a really great purpose. You know, sometimes that keeps us safe for things we don't have to think about, you know, um, you know, that fire's hot, don't touch it. Or, uh, you know, there's some things that are useful survival mechanisms, as you say. And, and then there's things that the body holds on to um, that it just hasn't realized, you know, that the war is over. Or, you know, I always picture like a sort of a vet in, in a desolate island that, you know, is still ready to fight that hasn't been told that, you know, the war is done. And sometimes I, I, I picture the cells a little bit like that like it's okay you're not in danger anymore yeah I think of a couple modalities I think of our friend Nicolette who does hypnotherapy and Mm -hmm. I love that modality as well as talking to the body where yep the mind sometimes has its limits in how much processing um it can do Mm -hmm. I think talk therapy is super useful but yeah sometimes there's a little bit of physical or that condensing into the material that um can be harder to reach Mm -hmm. and um, I, you know, acupuncture is my primary modality that I work with. I love working with it. And again, it's, it is metal medicine. It's very much that boundary between the outside world and our internal world. It's very much a connection point between the mind and the body. Mm-hmm. You don't have to mentally process anything. You can just show up and it works from either, you know, talking to the body and bringing it up to the mind or bringing the mind into the body. And it's this wonderful connection point of transmitting um, and conducting those things. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I like working with it too, because you're, it's you know, the connection between myself and other two. I'm being invited into someone's space mm-hmm. and, um, you know, your acupuncture can be termed as piercing the temple you know you're Mm. you're actually introducing something from our outer environment into our internal space Mm. and that's a super precious precious thing and i i take that in in invitation very seriously because Mm. very easily if you're with someone who maybe is less um cognizant about that or um is more trapped in the you know i've got my theory um you know, just buck up. This is going to be good. I know what's good for you. Now you're imposing, and this is again, these boundaries between how we interact with people and, yeah. and metal. Now you're imposing your will, your ideas on someone else and you, you need invitation. And um, acupuncture is very much a conversation with the body. I'm always in, you know, I can maybe have some ideas, but it's always about direct feedback and checking in with that person in every single moment um, because we're, we're, that invitation can easily turn into an invasion mm-hmm. if you all of a sudden that person um, feels like that, you know, they've 
rescinded their permission and yeah. and and that can feel quite invasive or it can be this beautiful transmission and connection to um, to themselves between their mind and body and to then in a, a strange subtle way how they process their environment in their outside world so yeah yeah and back when I was doing acupuncture like that's like I would go into each session thinking it was a ceremony, you know, thinking that, you know, the, the needles are a transmission. It's an invitation. And, um, and that's not a duty that, that can be taken lightly. And I think that when acupuncture is taught um, to just work on the physical, Mm -hmm. like we have a tendency to, to, I mean, I don't use this word lightly, but to sort of colonize the healing experience Mm. and, um, and everything when it comes to any sort of, of healthcare, regardless of what modality you practice, there needs to be consent every step along the way. Um, And yeah, I think that that is something that is sadly quite rare Um, Mm -hmm. it's been missing for a while and maybe that's part of the new world change. I think mm -hmm. these are these things, these topics that come up and right now with this sort of chaotic upheaval, Mm -hmm. um, it feels, yeah, this is a new time and, um, to shift and restructure can be uncomfortable and chaotic, but, um, also of great value because if you don't change the old, how are you supposed to create anything new? Or if you don't make room and get rid of some things that aren't working? How do you um, have space for those, those new systems? And um, yeah, he- medicine and healing is an area where I think it's been um, maybe some outdated modalities for a little bit too long. They're sort of past due. <laughs> it might be a time to shift our thinking around healthcare, how you, how you care for yourself, how you care for others. I could probably talk to you forever, Christina. But um, yeah, I think just some closing thoughts that I would like to have people walk away with, have um, a bit of landing space for is like, how do we nurture our metal element in this time? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, first thing that comes to mind is the breath. Mm-hmm. Metal is the lung element. So um, whether that's breathing space in your life, creating room for new things, but also um, actually taking deeper breaths. I mean, we've probably, you've probably talked about this on multiple podcasts. I know it comes up, but it's, it's so fundamental. It's free and it's so true where um, you know, when we, when we're a little more stressed, when we're a little more busy, we tend to take more shallow breaths, um, that sends certain different chemical and hormonal signals in our body. So just, it doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to be a huge routine, but just every once in a while checking in and taking some deeper belly breaths. There's a point about with the palm of your hands width below your belly button, which is um, most martial arts focus a lot on this. They call it the Dantian, but it's a source of our energy, our primordial power. It's a big um, point of balance in your life. But if you um, lie down and put a book or something on your lower belly and you breathe in and 
see if you can make that book rise and fall and, and like below the belly button. Um, so just, yeah, doing, I mean, there's different types of breathing exercises, you know, taking a few breaths at your desk, but bringing in oxygen, bringing in that inspiration and then exhaling. Um, you can add mantras to that, but um, breath work is a huge one that comes to mind, um, both physically and mentally. Yeah. It's so healing for that animal part of you, right? Like the animal soul. Yeah. Checking gratitude you mentioned earlier. I think gratitude practices are huge. They're great for um, worry, anxiety, panic, um, checking in with taking stock of sort of refocusing on things that are going well, refocusing on the abundance, that, that good harvest, um, connecting with people in the autumn, having a little bit of that warmth in your life. Metal likes to be a little warm, to stay flexible and not too rigid. So having warm conversations, whether that's virtually or in person, um, and um, focusing in on value, uh, just the value that you inherently have and how can you strip away things rather than adding more to let your, your value shine through rather than seeking value in the external? Mm-hmm. Um, and then have, and then yeah, just having some more, more quietude, some time to uh, focus in on clarity and alignment with your values. You get to, you get to decide, and they don't have to stay the same. Something that was working for you last month. Um, might be finished now or, um, but you, you know, I, I like that process. We get mm-hmm. to check in and say, Hey, what, what are my core values and um, what in my life is, is supporting that and adding to that. And what is it, what maybe is time to go in terms of, of consolidating and getting the most out of autumn, the metal season. Um, yeah. How can you, how can we, sort through all of those things and, and come to clarity on what's of value now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I would want to piggyback off, um, off of that is if you are feeling grief, um, grief really wants to be honored. It, mm. um, it doesn't want to be pushed aside. So, if you are having a cycle of grief in your life, giving yourself the space, giving yourself the breath to have a ceremony, have a ritual around it, to honor it and give it the respect that it is asking for um, uh, so that it can complete the cycle. You know, I think that a lot of people are afraid to get into grief because they're afraid that they're going to get stuck there um, when really you can, you can move through it more smoothly when you can surrender to the grief, when you can, um, yeah, just give it what it's wanting, which is, which is an honoring, which is a respect. Mm -hmm. Don't keep it buried down below or within. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Have, have that space, have that honoring and then bringing it up to the surface is actually the best way to move through and eventually let it out into the outside world and let it go and move Mm -hmm. through. Mm-hmm. yeah well thank you so much for this really beautiful conversation I feel like I 
I learn every time I have a conversation with you and I'm so glad that we had the record button set so that other people can also learn um, from your wisdom. And um, before we log off, I would love for you to share how people can find you if they want to keep up with you. And um, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you. You're a wonderful practitioner. There's a bit of autumn wisdom coming through into the phase that you're in, transmuting out, and I'm so, so, so glad. Um, Yeah, I am in Vancouver. I have uh, my own private clinical practice called Hinoki Wellness. That's H-I-N-O-K-I Wellness. Um, So yeah, you can Google that. I'm on Instagram at hinoki.wellness. I guess that's just what Instagram is. There's no .com. Um, Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. You can find me, uh, my website for my clinic on the web. And I am around uh, in Vancouver. My clinic is on 6th and 1st. That's close in your neighborhood. And you want some metal medicine. Um, Yeah, give me a shout. (laughs) Um, One of my favorite things that you're doing right now on your Instagram is the Feature Fridays. Oh, yeah. Um, Which, like... Like how metally is that is like, let me, <laughs> let me go find the valuable thing that's out there in the world and share this with you. Shine um, light on them. Cause they're yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, must know. yeah, like you featured some really lovely local, um, grocery stores, some, um, local kombucha makers so i if anybody out there is listening and you are in the vancouver area and you want to know what are the the secret little pearls um out there uh christina's got your back well i think that's it hope you have a wonderful rest of the day and sending love out to the folks who who were able to tune in and listen so much for listening to this episode and more importantly for being a part of this community if you ever feel like you have any questions or you want to continue the conversation feel free to dm me on instagram at empowered curiosity I also want to take a moment and say that if you find these episodes to be valuable, you can support our little project here at Patreon. And so if you go to patreon.com and search for Empowered Curiosity, then you can give us a donation and, and support can look like $3 a month. It is less than a cup of coffee. To round this all out, I also want to say thank you to Andre Lagasse, who produces each one of these episodes, and to Mayan Kites, who creates original music for the Empowered Curiosity podcast.